Bienvenidos, and welcome to Avanza Latino. Today's conversation highlights the story of Hendo Levia, a podcast expert and New York-based Latino navigating the coronavirus world. In this episode, our inspiring Latino shares how life has changed for digital entrepreneurs and what his fears and hopes are during this unprecedented pandemic. Thank you for joining us, Hendel. I want to start by asking, what have you been doing during the quarantine? Are you anxious? Are you calm and waiting it out? Describe what it feels like to live in this world's epicenter for coronavirus. Hey, Karina. First off, I just want to say thank you for wanting to interview me for this episode. I think I can only provide a small snapshot of what it's like living through this pandemic here in New York. But at the same time, being a podcaster and working in communications, I know how important it is to amplify every voice we can. So to give you a little background on how I saw this whole global event unfold, I need to go back to a month ago when I was traveling back to New York from Orlando. I had just finished attending PodFest, which is the largest conference for independent podcasters. And throughout the weekend, there were rumblings of the coronavirus, but it was a normal conference for the most part. I mean, there were very few of us that didn't shake hands, hug, or anything like that. The night I sat in the airport waiting for my flight was when it seemed like the world began to collapse. The night the NBA season was abruptly canceled. And I was shocked at the domino effect that began to take place on social media. On my flight, unfortunately, the lady sitting in my row would not stop coughing and sneezing. Though I thought it was annoying, I didn't think much of it. So the crazy thing is that the next morning I woke up with a sore throat. And I consider myself very fortunate that it wasn't anything more than that. But again, the world kind of began falling apart in that span of 36 hours. I've been in quarantine ever since. From the very beginning, I took it incredibly serious. And I've been in isolation, only going out to get groceries once per week. Unfortunately, online delivery services have been completely maxed out. So... When I head out, I'm always wearing a mask, a scarf, with a coffee filter underneath. And also, my job has gone completely remote, so all of the employees are working from home. My worst week of anxiety happened a couple of weeks ago. I could not sleep for a period of four days until I finally drank a good amount of Jack Daniels to sedate myself. Though the next day I finally woke up refreshed, it did scare me that I needed to resort to that to sleep. By now, I, I think I've calmed down, but only just a bit. New York becoming the world's epicenter for this crisis? My God, I can only imagine the scenes at the surrounding hospitals in the area. And given my activist background, it's hard. Because I want to be out there helping deliver supplies. I want to help out workers. I want to volunteer in some capacity. But at the moment, I know the best thing for me to do is to sit still. Can you give us some background on also having family in Ecuador and how you're balancing being connected to two of the worst experiences on earth with regards to this pandemic? To that point, the uh, crisis has had difficult ramifications on my entire family. There's been a difficult situation unfolding internationally and nearly everyone in my family are working jobs that consider them to be quote unquote essential workers and are on the front lines. And that's some difficult, heavy stuff to live with day by day. Because the people that they're talking about on the news are the people closest to me. And not for a second are they expendable or sacrificial. No one is. So with the rate of infection being so high in New York City, 
and also on Long Island, specifically Brentwood, one of the largest communities of immigrants. Like, that's my hometown. And, and that hurts for me to see. And, and then seeing the news about Ecuador, half of my heritage, and seeing the news of bodies being piled up in the streets of Guayaquil, like the scope of the devastation of it all is so real. Guatemala, the other half of my heritage in Central America, thankfully took steps immediately to close the country down and has taken aggressive measures. But then I look at Spain and Australia, where I also have family, and I'm constantly worried for them as well, wishing there was something, anything I could do. And of course, people I know from many, many other countries. It's truly a global catastrophe. What are some moments of relief, joy, or reflection that you can also note for us? Do you find any of your Latino cultural customs or heritage bringing you solace? Moments of happiness are few and far between. It's, it's very fleeting. I know I'm supposed to pull away from the news now and then. And you see, now I'm getting angry because Donald Trump holds the blame full stop. He's inept and he has always been since the moment he announced his campaign. Remember when that young woman was run over in Charlottesville and all he could say was find people on both sides? I remember the emotions of that moment very clearly and it feels just like that, but a million times over every day. But in saying that, I've been making it my mission to use my time to train myself to become a better audio engineer and learning important programs to become a professional one day. It does bring me moments of happiness when I figure out a small skill or fix a small glitch here and there. I've um, also been re-watching Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, and it's surreal how they almost predicted spot on what would happen across the world. And just re-watching the final scene of Endgame when Thanos is finally turned to dust reminds me that we can get through this. How has your work been impacted by this global pandemic? Have your interests for projects that you're working on changed? Has your passion for what you do increased? Yes, right when we were getting back to recording with the podcast at work, with four episodes left to end the season, we were blindsided by this. Right now, we're exploring our options for additional remote recording technology, but also, there's a lot that was supposed to happen in 2020 at work that is up in the air right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty. But I'm seeing how true that is across many industries. It's in healthcare. It's in education. It's in the postal service. It's in blue-collar jobs. You know, I've always heard through my activism work that you can't help everyone, but my God, this has shown me how all of these occupational ecosystems are interrelated and how we all do very similar work. It reminds me how much harder I need to work to one day be in a position where I can be in the position to make decisions that will fight for the rights of workers in all of these sectors. I think I have a good start, though. My years of activism in immigrant rights, um, which has translated over into a career in podcasting that I'm building, both in a personal and professional capacity, has put me in a position where one day I'll be able to work dynamically in communications and podcasting across fields when we come out of this. Has the podcast society become closer through this? Well, as I mentioned, the interesting part of this is that PodFest was one of the largest, last largest mass gatherings in the nation before everything started shutting down. But I think podcasting and other digital spaces are really becoming the backbone to a lot of the continued efforts online to keep the nation moving as best as possible. Um, 
for me, I have friends who occasionally call me, DM me, even pray with me. And it makes all the difference on the days that I feel like punching the wall out of desperation at this administration. Like at this very moment, I paused writing to look at Twitter and immediately I see the news of a young woman's father who passed away in Peru from COVID-19 and she didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And, and so I want to punch the wall. There is a long road to recovery for us emotionally, financially, and as a society. What is your outlook like for the future? I think looking ahead to what is quote-unquote normal life right now is a fleeting concept and every day it gets further and further away. Being able to sit at a restaurant, being at a bar after a networking event, sitting at the Barclays Center, going to the Brooklyn Museum, like, God, that it seems like such a lifetime ago when there was almost no worry in doing that. Um, I personally think that there's no immediate going back to normal after this, just like New York has never gone back to normal after the events of 9-11. I've been reading think pieces on how things will change in real estate, how we travel, the way conferences are held. I mean, this is, this is trauma that we're only seeing the beginning of a month in. I do think that the digital world, along with the podcast community, will have a big part, an even bigger part in disseminating information and bringing narratives to light from this time. A sign of this is that right now there's a shortage of podcast equipment on Amazon and other online retailers, meaning that people from their homes are exploring this form of content creation and communication on their own. What parts of normal life do you think we should change along the way? And what parts of normalcy are you really looking forward to getting back? So to be honest, I, again, you know, I don't think that there's a normal to go back to uh, for the next couple of years. But ideally, just like many others in this moment, you know, you, you kind of have to start thinking about your future. Um, you know, I read in one of the think pieces, there's potentially going to be a migration away from larger cities to smaller cities on the outskirts of these large cities. So for me, I mean, I've already been thinking for a while now about moving to Hoboken or Jersey Heights, um, which are much less densely packed than where I currently live. Um, There's parks, trees, a sense of suburbia, and I'd still be able to work in Manhattan. So, you know, that, that's that been on my mind a lot, but I, I think this moment has really solidified that decision for me. And when I read that think piece, I'm like, wait, I'm one of those people that are probably going to, you know, take a part in that. Like, it's, you know, it's it's time to move away from the larger cities. And to be honest, I, I, I want the ability to move freely back. I, I don't think that's something I'll ever take for granted again. Just to be able to spend time at a bar with friends, to travel for a conference or a vacation, to see a sporting event with thousands of people in attendance, even just to go for a run. I mean, it's just the small things that I, I want to be able to do again. But, you know, I'm, I'm going fi- to be in this fight for the long term. I mean, even after all those things open up to be safe again, I mean, to be safely enjoyed. I mean, it's just, you know, this, this moment has really taught me a lot of perspective, a lot of understanding. And, you know, has really introduced me to concepts that I, I wasn't aware of before, to industries that, you know, I, I didn't, again, I didn't realize how everything is so interconnected. So I, I'm in this fight for the long run, and I know day by day the new cycle is shaping my future as it's changing me as a person. 
And so, uh, so yeah, uh, once again, just want to thank you, Karina, for wanting to get my perspective and to share it. I mean, it's, it's only been more than a month into this whole ordeal, but just being able to share has, has helped me get out a lot of, get out of a lot of ideas that have just been, you know, knocking against my head. So just want to say, I, I really appreciate this opportunity. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate the platform. Avanza Latina. Thank you so much. Um, this opportunity so quickly and uh for everybody listening you know please stay safe um if you need to communicate with me on instagram and twitter at handle on the mic drop me a message and you know let, let's see how we can collaborate I'm, I'm down for collaboration right now like right now is the moment for networking collaboration so let's continue connecting and let's continue working towards uh what's next after COVID 19 and the uh national coronavirus emergency <laughs>